There is a famous iron scow. It's a boat. And it's been lodged above the Canadian Horseshoe Falls for more than a century. And it may actually be on its last legs after breaking into several pieces this past weekend. I want to welcome onto the show Jim Hill, Senior Manager of Heritage for Niagara Parks. Jim, welcome to the show. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm great. I'm really uh, interested in this story because I think this is a piece of Canadiana and it's a piece of our history that we may actually quite literally be losing soon. The scow has been perched in the rapids near the top of Niagara Falls, and it has become a bit of a tourist attraction in its own right. It's been there for about a 100 years. Now, before we get into its current condition, I would really love it if you could give us the history behind how that scow came to be lodged. Well, back on uh, August 6, 1918, it was being towed by a tug, really on the American side of the river. They were doing some construction over there. And what they were doing was pulling fill out of this canal and taking it out into the middle of the Niagara River and dumping it. But the cable snapped, and it sent the scow downriver. There were two guys on board this thing as it was racing towards uh, the falls. They probably helped rescue themselves because... Uh, a scow is kind of a strange boat. It has doors in the bottom so they could dump the fill out of it. So they, they were able to ground the boat out or the scow out about 600 meters from the brink. So they were a few seconds away from uh, from going over. And then they uh, got stuck out there and uh, people had to figure out how to get them off that, that scow. So a, a team of people came together. Mm-hmm. Even the U.S. Coast Guard brought over a, a rescue cannon. And they fired it from one of the big hydroelectric plants, got the line across, but um, they sent out this little contraption uh, that they could sit in uh, and then pull them back on the lines. But it got tangled. And there was a local riverman by the name of Red Hill, and he'd just come back from the First World War, and he volunteered to go out and untangle the lines. But How would you get out to untangle the line? Do you have specifics on that? Like, did he... He, he, he rode out in this breeches boy... Uh, to, okay, uh, you've got to you've got to fill us in on what a breeches boy is now. Well, you've probably seen these things before, maybe in old uh, newsreels. It's something that for a very long time they connect usually between two boats uh, at sea, so you could sling sailors across uh, from boat to boat. And okay, so like, would they ride it like it's almost like a zip line? Exactly. Yeah, just like a zip line, but okay, more like a life boy around you. And uh, and you kind of wear it a little bit, and and that's what they were going to get the guys across it. But the lines got tangled, and then the sun went down, and then the next morning, Red Hill volunteered again, and this time he succeeded in untangling the lines, and the two American guys were uh, were able to get get off of there. And on the hundredth anniversary, we had family members of all these guys come for the. Sort of a nice party, actually, to celebrate the hundredth anniversary. Of the well, I season. guess because if it wasn't for them existing. Uh, and surviving, the the family members wouldn't exist, depending on who they were. Gustav Lufberg and James Harris were the men that were stuck on the boat. The, I think we've left this out. I mean, it was implied, but it's important to know these guys were on this boat 600 meters from going over the falls with the doors open of the scow. So it's a barge, you know, hoping that things are going to hold because they've managed to ground it for two days. Yeah, they're they're on this thing overnight. So, uh, and not knowing if, if the current was going to push it, uh, push it any further. Luckily for them, it didn't, and they were able to get these guys off the line. But it's a nice story of cooperation between Canadians and Americans, uh, some bravery and determination, uh, some ingenuity, and it has a happy ending. 
Uh, we... Not for the poor old scow, but for the guys involved. There's well, the, the scow's done okay. I mean, it's been there for a hundred years until now. But let's get to that in a second. Uh, do we know what happened to Luffberg and Harris, who were stuck in the scow? Did they venture out on an annual basis to toast its durability <laughs> as it stood, you know, uh, just still No, you know, we don't think they ever, they ever, and they went right back to work. So they were right back to work the next day, uh, as far as we know. And, uh, and they went on. Uh, I don't think Mr. Lofberg had, uh, had um, kids of his own, but he did have uh, pieces and nephews who uh, remember him telling stories uh, about it. Wow. Um, and we think Mr. Harris went on to have a family in Buffalo, New York. So that's where these guys were, uh, were from when, when they were working that day. So he went right back to work. Uh, Another story says that uh, the one fellow never wanted to be on the water again, but, but I don't know. I believe it. We have some uh, contradictory messaging from uh, some of the stories back then. So Sure. Uh, stories change and shift. Speaking of shifting, the uh, barge itself, it, it hadn't shifted for ages. It shifted significantly in 2019 because of a howling windstorm, so they say. And uh, apparently you got a lot of media attention back then. Why? Well, I think because it had been there for uh, over 100 years and it hadn't moved, at least it didn't look like it had moved. From the Canadian side, it looked fully intact, but the current was sort of striking it on the other side that faces the states. And we know from some aerial photography we did with a drone in 2018 that really half the scow was already gone. So if you can imagine, half of it was already sheared away by the current. And the other half that faced Canada still looked like an intact boat, but it was more like a billboard than, uh, than a boat. Uh, and that's what flipped over uh, on Halloween night in 2019. So half of it went down, obviously, down the falls and down river. Do we, is it, has it grounded itself or did it just disappear? Yeah, I think literally chunks have just rotted away in small pieces over time, and uh, and that's why half the half the scow was actually missing by the time it, it did its big move uh, a couple of years ago. And what has recently happened is what's left uh, is starting to break up into into chunks. Okay, like how how has that been? Uh, I guess expedited. How how uh, what's causing it to break up now? Well, a little bit like 2019, we had quite a bit of wind. We've had a lot of, uh, uh, we've had a very wet winter with a lot of snow. So the lake levels are uh, are up. And we have something that connects Fort Erie to Buffalo, New York, uh, called the ice boom. And it's designed to keep the ice in Lake Erie, in Lake Erie, keep it out of the Niagara River. But every spring, they release the ice boom. And last week, uh, the ice boom was released. And a lot of these big chunks of ice came down the uh, down the river and and pummeled what's left of the scow pretty badly. I um, was not really familiar with the history of the scow, but now that it's moving, I need to take a trip to Niagara Falls and need to take a look at it while it is still uh, in pieces up there because I think it's a fascinating story. Um, But I'm a big fan of uh, Niagara Falls anyways. I always tell people, whatever you do, get on the boat. Get on the boat and and take a ride to the bottom of the Horseshoe Falls because it is um, it feels like you're in a CGI uh, situation. It feels virtual almost. It's it's incredible the amount of water that's flowing over uh, the falls. Can you talk about uh, how dangerous it is if if the scow doesn't break apart in small pieces but decides to stay in the piece that it's in right now the remaining chunk and take a, a trip down that river is there any threat to the boats 
Well, again, uh, it hasn't moved that far. So even from 2019, it may be moved not even 50 meters. And even the chunks that have broken off haven't gone very far, literally a couple of meters from where they, uh, where they were. So this is part of the reason the sky lasted so long. It's made out of very heavy metal. Uh, so nothing is very buoyant. When it breaks off, it isn't going very far. And just past the scow, the river actually widens out quite a bit to form that big horseshoe waterfall. And it's very shallow when you, when you get past there. So it isn't really going to be able to, to move any further. And even the chunks aren't going to be able to go very far once they get that past that point. They'd have to kind of make a big turn towards the Canadian shore, and then it would run into these weirs that were built for the hydroelectric plants uh, that are there. Okay. So there'd be uh, really shallow portions and then obstacles that would have to get over. So uh, we, we can't say it won't move, but, uh, because it has now, but uh, we, we're pretty confident it's, it's breaking away in smaller and smaller pieces, just like the other half of it had done for almost a century. So eventually, we'll be just left with a story at the end of the day. And hopefully, uh, you know, it's kept alive by the folks at uh, Niagara Parks and, uh, and the folks in your Department of Heritage, Jim, because I think it's a great story to tell. It is a story about cooperation. It's a story about ingenuity. Uh, thinking quickly and risk and managing that risk. And wow, it's, it's just an incredible story. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we consider it our, our job to carry on telling these, uh, these amazing stories of, uh, of survival uh, on the river and at the falls. All right, Jim. Well, we look forward to talking to you again. Thank you very much for joining us. Take care, Kelly. Have a good day. You as well. Jim Hill is Senior Manager of Heritage for Niagara Parks. So that scow or barge that's at the uh, top of the, in the rapids, it's been lodged there for over a hundred years, could, um, maybe be on its last legs. Its current condition seems pretty bad. So if you are having a staycation, might be a good idea. Go check it out. And then at least you can say to your kids once it's gone, well, I was there and I saw this scow. All right. And they'll go, what, what's a scow? And they'll say, just play your video game. I'll be over here.